Amen. 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 Amazing grace. Man, I'm so glad for that grace that took a messed up teenager like me who didn't want to live anymore in life and just turned me around. Had such grace um, and just blessed my life and he's been doing it ever since. I thank him for that. I'm excited about what he's doing. I'm excited about sharing the word of the Lord with you this morning. I'm just excited. You can be excited with me if you want. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about our fast kicking off this morning. How many remembered it was today? We kicked off. Amen. So hopefully between you and God, you got something in mind that you're fasting, that you're um, you're sacrificing in order to be closer to him. And remember, as you sacrifice, you know, I talked about this. If it's breakfast and lunch for me, then that time is going to be spent with the Lord and seeking him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw closer to him through whatever I'm giving up. I'm replacing it with extra time with God. If you're not doing that, do that, okay? We want to draw close to him, and we just want him see, to see him do great things in our church in 2021. Amen. And not just in here, outside these walls as we go and share the gospel and share God's love with people. I'm excited about that. And I, I already feel like in my spirit, it was, this is day one, and he's already, the enemy's already saying, you guys better just knock it off. He's already trying to, re, you know, to bring some resistance, to bring some people down. And I'm telling him right now, he's not going to prevail against us. Amen. Hey man, we're going to lock in on this fast. Again, if you mess up, start it over the next day. No big deal, all right? But commit to the Lord, and as we do this as a church body, as we do this as individuals, I believe he's going to honor that, and we're going to see him move in mighty, mighty ways. Amen? All right. A couple things I wanted to talk on just before I get started. I had a couple cards I wanted to read real quick. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. OC family, thank you so much for all the prayers for our family during the last couple of months. Losing dad to cancer was very hard on all of us. However, we are so thankful for God's grace. Dad accepted Christ as his savior, and we are confident we will see him again. Again, thank you for the prayers, calls, messages, and other acts of kindness. That's Rhonda, Dylan, and Miranda Kinchelo. to remember them. And also, thank you so much for the prayers and thoughts, also for the plant, and that's Judy Shell and her family. So continue to remember those families in your prayers um, it, it helps to have a church behind you, praying for you, caring for you, um, and to know that you're being thought of and you're being prayed over. So I appreciate you guys for that. Also, we want to remember uh, Brian and Christy McKinney. Brian lost his sister suddenly yesterday, so um, keep them in your prayers and your thoughts, and I appreciate that if you would do that. Um, this morning... I want you guys to know that knowing where you're going is important. Knowing where you're going is important. And we're going to kick off a new series this morning called Reset, Restore, and Renew. Reset, Restore, Renew. And this, this is for our church. This is for you personally to reset yourself, to restore yourself in the Lord and be renewed in the Lord. And sometimes I think we really just need to, to do this in life. Like maybe my priorities got out of whack. Maybe I'm, I'm going the wrong way with this or going the wrong way with that. And we need to do these three things. And I'm encouraging us to do this as a church over the next few weeks as we kick off the new year. And what's our purpose as a church? You know, there's a lot of things that you can say there. But ultimately, in all that we're doing is to bring glory to God. 
So as we are in here, we're bringing glory to God. As we go out there, we're bringing glory to God in whatever we're doing. So we, we know that's what our purpose is. But in talking about reset, restore, renew, I want us to revisit the mission of this church. How many know what the mission statement of the church is? I'm hearing it. Somebody like, what? Reach, teach, serve. All right. So uh, we're going to revisit that mission just as a reset, renew, restore. And, you know, that, the mission of the church hasn't changed. I'm not going to get up here and say, we have a new mission. It is now to feed Rick Pie every week. That's, that's not the mission of the church. The mission of the church has not changed. How we apply that, how we go about it, maybe some different ideas and strategies. But the mission of the church is to reach, teach, and serve. And a lot of times I think we've memorized it and we say it because it just becomes th something to say, but we need to remember we need to apply it. And we need to reset, restore, and renew in those things. We got to remember, what's our mission? We're to reach, teach, and serve. Not just say it, but we got to do it. So we're going to talk about that this morning. Um, and I want us to get back not to just, you know, again, memorizing it, but applying it. What does it look like? And I want us as a church to be sold out for Jesus. I want to say with confidence as I talk to people that everyone in Orchardville Church is all about Jesus. Man, they're sharing his love. They're going, they're helping people. They're caring for people. They're seeing people in their lives blessed and seeing people saved because they just are reaching out and loving people. And sometimes, you know, like I said, I think we need to get back to the basics. There's an old song that says we need to get back to the basics of life. Anybody heard that before? Um, I was going to sing it, but then I just changed my mind. Just now, I just changed my mind. So... But we do need to do that sometimes. We've got to get back to the basics of life. So as we're resetting, as we're restoring, as we're renewing for us as a church, I want to focus on the first word of our mission statement, and that is reach this morning. Reach. Now, reach means to stretch out, to extend, to extend to, to make an impression on. Kitty, I'm going to borrow your stool. Okay? I didn't think you'd care. Reach. Now, sometimes we think, um, I'm in church, pretend I'm in church, I'm out there, and the worship music comes on, Carlin gets started, I've come in here, I'm in church, and he starts, and I'm just worshiping. Look at me reach. Look at me reach. Look at me reach. Oh, I'm just worshiping. Or we, or we, or we sit here, and we say, Look at them throwing their hand up in the air. You know what they were doing this week? I'm reaching. Or we think, um, I wish those kids would be quiet over there. I'm, I'm reaching. I'm here in the church. Or I wish this would happen. Or I wish they'd sing this different song. I'm reaching. Look at me reach. Maybe you're a teenager and you're a guy. You're, you're saying, I'm reaching. I'm praising. I hope that new girl sees me. So she knows how spiritual I am as I'm praising. And we think we're reaching, and, and we may very well be reaching someone with our worship and our praise. That may do something for somebody else, but we need to have the right motives as we're reaching up to the Lord before we reach out to people. So, you know, as we reach, um, we have to understand that us reaching isn't about just being in here. Us reaching happens when we leave. We are the church. You've heard it said over the years, it's not the building, it's us as people. So as we go out of these doors, how are we reaching people? We have to evaluate that in our lives and reset, restore, renew. If it's not happening, how am I reaching people in my life? What am I doing for the Lord as I leave the church? 
That's for me too. Um, it's more than me posting on Facebook. It's more than me posting on Instagram. What am I doing that's relevant to reach people? What's the actions I'm doing? What, what's being seen in my life? Um, people are looking for love. Looking for love in all wrong places. Yeah, it's true. Okay, I did sing that one. But people are looking for love. And they are looking in all the wrong places for it. They're not fulfilled. They end up empty. They end up wondering, what now? What, can, what else can I try to fill this void that's in my heart? And we know what that is. So we need to reach and as I put this kind of together, reach, and I've got a slide, equals love. Reach equals love. If I'm reaching out to people, I am loving people. And that love of God that's inside me is pouring out to others. As I'm reaching, I'm loving. And the greatest human need is love, to reach people. We, we've got to follow the example of Jesus this was what he was about as he walked the earth was love, love. Let it flow out of me from the Father. Let me love, let me reach you. We reach up as we praise and we honor God in the building on Sundays. We pour out our love, we pour out our praise on him. We reach up and then we go and reach out. We've got to be doing that. I'm just as tired as you are as, as, as of seeing empty chairs in here. Rick, it's not about that. It's not about that. But if there's people in these chairs, that means we're reaching people, that we're doing something outside the building, that we're not content with what we have, that we want God to bless with more. We want him to be known more in people's lives. So we're reaching through love. First John 4, 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who, who loves is a child of God and knows God, but... Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love was God's idea. It was his idea. God made it, he created it, defined it, and our responsibility as the church is to learn how to live in it and learn how to extend it to people, to reach people with his love. And if we don't get love down in our lives and as a church, we've missed it. We're missing it. We've got to love. We've got to reach. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. I want to read that real quick here. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. Love you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. As I get more confidence up here, I'm going to be more excited up here. So just giving you a little, uh, whatever the word is, warning. I didn't say comfortable up here. I didn't want to use that word, confident. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. Got to let it out. 13, verse 1, we'll start out to go to 7. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others... I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, 
I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Love, as we reach. How do we make this as a church? I believe it's part of our DNA, but as we reset for this new year, how do we make love the front runner of all that we're doing? All that flows out of here is love. Wouldn't you want to be known as a church? Man, they just love. They love people. It's all over them. I can see it. I can feel it. I've experienced it in their lives. Um, I love when we have prayer requests on the Orchardville private page. Or not private, sorry. That's, we renamed that because it sounded kind of like a club. Uh, Orchardville Church Prayer Group. If you're not a part of that group, look it up on Facebook. Everybody's welcome to be in it. It's just a place for us to share our requests. And I love to see everybody interacting on that um, and, and praying for each other. Also a place for praise reports. If you see God do something in your life, share it on there. That's encouragement, right? So I encourage you guys to be a part of that prayer group. But I love just seeing the love poured out on there as we, as we pray for each other, as we lift each other up. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 20 and 21. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled or restored to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God acted out of his love to make it possible to remove that separation between us and him, which was sin in our life. He made that possible by sending his son Jesus to die for us, that we could have fellowship with him. And we're made righteous because of what Christ did for us. Man, what a blessing that is, that grace that God gave us. And we have a responsibility to reach people with his love. How do we do it? We have to think about loving people the way Jesus thinks about loving people. Now, in the world, we get it mixed up. We think there has to be conditions to the love. But the love of Jesus that we experience daily is unconditional. It doesn't matter if somebody does something for me or not. I love because he loved me first. And I let that love come out as I reach out to people. Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So we have to have this correct concept of love in our minds. All right? Now think about this. The way we think determines the way we feel, and the way that we feel determines the way that we love. Now if this isn't true, bear with me for a second. If I wake up in the morning and my kids have been fighting, and Sarah's yelling at me more often than usual. Doesn't ever happen. But if I start my day like that, and I have this feeling inside of me right then, that changes the way I think. And when my thoughts are changed to not being about love and reaching people, instead of be, and instead they're focused on I'm mad, I'm upset, my day started horrible, do you think love's going to flow out of here? It's not. So we have to daily, hourly, even minutes, tra- let God transform our mind. Yes, that was a bad moment of today. That doesn't mean the rest of my day is going to be bad. 
I'm going to let God transform my mind right here, right now to put this behind me and move on my day and reach people and love people no matter what. And a lot of times we have things pop up in our lives and they wipe us out for a few days or a week or hours. And that means the love stops flowing out because our mind is on something else instead of God's love. We're mad about something. We're going on about something and we're not reaching people when we're in that state of mind. John 13, 34, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Again, we have to look at people the way Jesus looks at people. Every person, every single person we come in contact with has been made in the image of God. Everyone. And we have to see them that way. We can't see them as an enemy, as someone I just don't get along with. They're still created in the image of God. We have to love through those things. That's exactly how he looks at people. John 14, 14 through 17. It talks about, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. How do we love people despite being angry or upset with them? Through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. That's what allows us to look past whatever problem we have and still see that's a child of God. That's a child of God. That's a child of God I'm going to love anyway. I'm going to try to reach that person anyway. Their views may not line up with mine, but I'm still going to love them. Hello. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to look at people the way we should be looking at them, like Jesus would look at them. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to respond to people the way we need to respond to people. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, I've seen a lot of this right now, Self-control. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit right here for a second on this idea. Um, a lot of things going on in the world. As Dale hit on earlier, as you guys all know, uh, I don't watch a lot of news just because I want to keep my mind right. Some may not think very highly of me for that, but the longer I watch it, the worse I feel, and I don't want to stay in that. Um, so I don't, I don't stay in that very long, but I, I have noticed, um, not only through watching the news, but watching social media some, that we, reach equals love, that we as Christians, when we don't agree with something, reach equals love, we resort to name-calling and bashing each other. Christians. Wearing the identity, the label of Christ follower. Reach equals love. We make fun of people on social media. We make fun of people in higher authority positions on social media. Um, 
we go back and forth with each other, hating on each other. But God's will was that none should perish. And the, and the words of our mouth sometimes are already condemning people to hell. I know this is tough to talk about. It's tough to read. You say, Rick, this is a free country. I can say what I want. You can. In love. In love. And I am so glad that God never gave up on me. You know, when I see some interactions on social media, we're giving up on these people. You're just wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And we're done for. This is the end of the world. It's all in here. We know who holds the future. So I don't, I don't, I don't, and I'm not trying to take this lightly, but I don't know why we're in such fear when we're in the hands of our creator. He's not surprised. We may be like, what are you waiting on? Go ahead and call us all home. But he's not surprised on what's going on. And we need to put our faith and trust in that. Not what we're seeing all over the place. Like Dale talked about, sometimes we just need to close our eyes and remember, yeah, transform my mind again, God. I need it right now. I need it to be on things fixed on you. Someone shared this from a a devotion with me last night. It says, encouragement goes a lot farther than discouragement. And I was talking to our, our, our kids and youth this morning in Sunday school that Encouragement is huge for people. I love to encourage. I I need to do a better job of it, but it only takes, you know, for teens a lot less because they can text and type faster, but it only takes 30 seconds of your day to probably encourage two or three people in that time. Shoot them a message. Give them a call. Something small. Two lines of you encouraging someone just does something. It does something for me. When I get a little message that, hey, I'm praying for you today, brother. Appreciate you. I love you. I'm like, ah, thank you, Jesus, for that. I needed it. And it took me 30 seconds to send that out to somebody. Just some encouragement instead of discouragement. And we're seeing that all over the world right now is discouragement. Another thing on the social media, it's, it's part of today now. So let's address it. Did you know... That your scroll button or your finger still works even when you see something you don't agree with? For some reason, it's like, oh yeah. I'm going to let you have it. But you can just keep going. But I got to give him a piece of my mind. Are you doing it in love? Or is your motive for something else? Because when we start... And I, lo- I love you all. I do. I-, I-, I got my faults. Everybody has their faults. And I love you all. But when we start doing that online, we are putting a wedge, whether you think you are or not, between you and that person in our church. And when the wedge goes, there goes the love. And we cannot be doing that if we want to reach people. If we want to reach people with God's love, then we're supposed to be different. We're not supposed to jump on this bandwagon that everybody else is on right now. We're supposed to still be different. We're supposed to still be set apart. We're still supposed to be holy. And we have to remember that. 
We don't have to engage in everything or every single conversation. And the thing that gets me with that is, and I've done it too, I tell you guys, every time I preach, it's at myself. It's coming from Fix Yourself, Rick. Um, when I argue with people over things, at the end I'm like, what, what good did that do? What did I just accomplish? What did I do? Yeah, sure, I got to, woo, I just got to be fired up and let it out. And I like to let my frustrations out like that, but what did I really accomplish by doing that? When you start looking at people as, the, as made in the image of God, you can't help but love them because God loves them. And, and, and I know we will not all disagree on everything all the time, but there's a way to go about that and still let love shine through. That's the major thing. We're not all going to agree. My goodness, we'd be robots. But there's a way to love through things. And do it the right way. And we have to choose not to judge people because Jesus didn't judge people. John 12, 47, 48, I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me, for I've come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. Again, everybody has struggles in life. I got them, you got them. And everybody's a work in progress. And... Judgment does not help people become better. Love does. So, you know, the next time we want to come down on somebody, um, come down on them in love. Listen, I love you. I'm here for you. I know you're struggling with whatever it is right now. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to cast you away. I'm going to love you through this. I'm going to pick you up and walk beside you and help you. Because at Orchardville Church, we're about reaching people. And I want that love that's inside of me that God gave me to reach you. So no matter what I can do to help, I want to do it. I've never seen a person change by being judged. But I have seen them change when they're loved. I've seen it. You've seen it. Now think about Whenever my mind gets out of line or my heart does with how things are supposed to be and how Jesus walked this earth, I, I just take myself back. And again, like Dale said this morning, I was like, oh no, he's getting into stuff here. I just reenact what Jesus did for me. I just think about what he went through for me. The beating with every whip, every stripe upon his back, everything that was happening to him in his mind and in his heart was love. This is because I love you. As he hung on the cross and he was nailed there, he stretched out his hands to reach and say, I love you. I forgive you of everything that's gone wrong in your life. I want to have relationship with you. All that was happening to him being spit upon, being shamed, being mocked, being beaten. And the sacrifice he gave, if anyone he had a right to stand up and say, this is my thought on this. It was him. But he didn't. He still loved. And some of his last words were, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. 
not my father's going to strike you guys down for this. You're going to go to hell for this. It was forgive them. I love you. I'm doing this for you. And I think about that. I think about how much he loves me. And that he was reaching out his arms in love. And how that reminds me as our church, as our mission statement, reach, teach, serve, the reach part of that is love. Love. Reach out with love for people. The praise team would come back. I want to finish in 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 through 20. 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 through 20. It says, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And that is such a powerful verse. I need to reflect on that. How many times... How many times in my life do I understand that my desire to love someone comes from God loving me first? And he loved me first, so that puts this desire in me because I know his love to love others, to reach out to others. And he did not command that I love him. He didn't say, oh, I'm going to wait until you start showing it. He just loves me. He doesn't wait to, to finally come closer to me because I, I finally choose to be serious with my walk with him. He doesn't do that. I just love. I just love you. And we've got to understand that God is constantly reaching out to us in love. Constantly. Jesus was constantly reaching out to people in love and that's our imitate, that's our example. That's who we are imitating in life. We're striving to be like Jesus, to love people, to reach people. So as we, as we get reset and restored and renewed, I just want us to remember to reach out in love constantly. Constantly. God puts so many opportunities in your life every single day to share his love. We don't always see them. We don't recognize them all the time, but they're there. I encourage you to, to, to be obedient in love, to reach people. Before you say something, before you do something, is this love? Is this going to reach them the way I know that God would reach them? 